Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. I'm really excited today. We have one of my, one of my favorite guests back on the show. Um, uh, this gentleman is, is a consummate professional. He's a hard worker, and he's known as the, t- the trust doctor to many. Uh, my, my guest is W. Bailey Smith of TLD Law, and he's going to talk about some of the changes that have happened because of the, the new uh, tax laws recently here in 2018. And uh, so you might want to grab a, a notepad and a pencil and get ready to take some notes uh, as uh, my next guest, W. Bailey Smith, shares his tips with you. Bailey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Bill. It's my pleasure. Bailey, it's so, always a pleasure you, to have you to have you here on the show. I mean, you you bring so much wisdom to us, um, and I wanted to ask you if you would, you know, for those who haven't heard your past interviews, uh, if you would just share a little bit about your background uh, and uh, you know how uh, your 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 storied background of practicing law and being the trust doctor. Sure, I like to think of myself as being a trust doctor not a medical doctor, because I fix trusts, I create trusts, I help clients manage their trusts, and I show families how to keep their family money together for generation after generation by protecting the assets going down to the children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, protecting the family against predators and creditors, against the voluntary death packs, of 40% and keeping them out of probate and conservatorships and avoiding guardianships as well. So I'm certified by the State Bar of California as a specialist in estate tax planning. After five years of concentrating in estate planning and taking a second bar exam and keeping up with educational requirements and getting recommendations from your peers, the State Bar of California certifies one-half or 1% of the practicing attorneys. Here in Orange County, we have 15,000 attorneys all claiming to know estate planning, but most of them are general practitioners doing estate planning maybe on one day, but the rest of the time doing corporate work or litigation or real estate work. So I bring some expertise here because I've been doing this sort of work for over 40 years and I'm on a first-name basis with a number of the IRS agents in the estate tax division. And Bailey, with your experience um, and years of experience, 
there have it seems like a state tax planning is always in a state of flux. It seems like every new administration that comes in has a new idea of what should be happening with things like uh, tax exemptions and gifting limits and uh, and uh, and it makes a big difference uh, if someone did planning of say 10 or 15 years ago to to what the new tax laws have brought us today does it not absolutely uh, many clients have what I call a living nightmare they don't have a living trust because they haven't updated their documents and what I mean by that is most of the clients have something called an AB trust and don't realize that when one spouse dies, there's a lot of complexity and cumbersome administration of the trust that is no longer needed because the exemption amount, that is the amount exempt from death taxes, has gone from 600000 to a million to $5 million, and now to $11 million. So if your parents have an old AB trust, you might discuss with them the advantage of busting the B trust to make it easier for them. Otherwise, the surviving parent is going to have to file four income tax returns for the rest of her life, have to have an accountant allocate the assets between the A and the B trust, have a separate bank account for the A trust, a separate account for the B trust. That's no longer necessary. So what I'm trying to tell clients is you want to update your estate plan as soon as possible. And also, if you're an heir of your parents' estate and they have an AB trust, you're going to have to pay income taxes on the assets you receive from the B trust that could be avoided by either busting the B trust to what we call an AC trust, known as a Clayton type of arrangement, or busting the B trust to a simple A trust, depending on the size of the estate. So the message here is update your document to make sure you have the best plan. Great advice. And again, uh, the things that you've talked about sound, you make it sound easy, but uh, trusts don't always say it's, that they're an A, B trust. What are some other names for those, the A and B trust that someone, if they're looking at a living trust, might uh, recognize that, okay, this is, this is what you're talking about, a two-bucket or an A, B trust? Sure. It might say survivor's trust. It might say bypass trust. It could say marital deduction trust, credit shelter trust, family trust. These are all different names for the AB trust. So usually uh, in trusts that, that I've seen, that would, you would find those kind of headings or titles under the provision of what happens after a first death. Is that right? Exactly. It usually says when the first spouse dies, the assets are split between the survivor's yes. trust, the exemption trust, and the credit shelter trust, and it becomes irrevocable. So it's important to update those documents and see, is this something that you want to keep, realizing it's going to cause unnecessary income taxes for your children, and it's going to be very cumbersome and complicated for the surviving spouse. Yeah, and, uh, and I've seen, um, as I'm sure you have many, many times, people who... Uh, where one of the spouses has passed away and they're now held accountable by that old AB trust. And it really is an unnecessary nightmare. And it all comes, as you said, because long ago, um, and not that long ago, but the exemption amount, the amount that would pass a state tax-free was very, very low. And it, it, it eked up over the years, but now it's $11 million per 
per person of a couple. So $22 million potentially for a couple could be exempt from estate taxes. Is that right? That's correct. That's a far cry from where it used to be. So, Bailey, there's been some new tax law changes in 2018. Can you, get, can you give us a plain English explanation of Trump's new tax law? Well, the most important thing to realize is you probably don't have to worry about death taxes anymore because most people don't have an estate of $11 million or $22 million if they are married, and they can simplify everything and make it much easier for the family. So it's important also that the family understand where is the current health care directive, where is the HIPAA document. Most people have it locked up in the safety deposit box, which is the wrong place. They need to get a wallet card for their health care directive so they have it with them at all times to avoid the, to avoid the Terry Schiavo problem. The American Medical Association says 78% of the people in the emergency rooms of the hospitals today don't have their HIPAA document or their health care document with them, and the doctors don't want to make any decisions until they see those documents. So I make sure that all my clients have that updated and have it with them with a wallet card, which gives immediate access to their current health care directive and HIPAA document. That could be a life or death uh, situation uh, if someone can't find that information and the doctors are, are held by those uh, those restrictions. So that's very important advice. Now, one of the things that I, I noticed that's happened, uh, actually it didn't just happen, but it's happened um, uh, several years ago, was there used to be a, a lifetime gifting exemption, and then there was what you could pass at death, and those have been those have been coupled together now. So people are are using their lifetime exemption now a lot more to make gifts of things like businesses and properties and things like that uh, if if they need to, if they are in a high net worth situation. Is that right? Absolutely. So if you have a large estate, take advantage of the new tax law that basically allows you to give away $11 million right now. Uh, and it only continues for the next seven years, and then the exemption amount drops back down from $11 million to $5 million. Also, the annual exclusion has jumped from 14000 to 15000 So you can give an unlimited number of people $15,000 today, and that does not eat into the lifetime exemption or the death time exemption that's just been increased from $5 million to $11 million. And that can be significant where people, let's say a couple has two children, then how does that work? What's the total amount they could give to those children without even cutting into that lifetime exemption? One couple with two children. Yeah, well, one couple with two children, they can give each child 15000 so that's 30000 per child. So $60,000 in, in gifting potentially without even cutting into your lifetime exemption, that can be substantial. Of course, a lot of people that, that we talk to don't have that kind of wealth but, Bailey, if, if uh, in the future, and I know you don't have a crystal ball, but what happens if people give away large amounts and then the government comes back and reduces that, that lifetime gifting um, back? I mean, is, would, do you think that they would honor that? Or, I mean, you know, it's, again, no crystal ball, but uh, what's the common thinking in the estate planning field for, about gifting large amounts now but, but risking the fact that those exemptions come down in the future before you die? 
Yeah, well, a gift given under the current law is protected. It will not be brought back into the estate. So it's a safe bet to make if you have a large estate, get it out of your estate today. You can put it into dynasty trust or legacy trust that can go on for 100 years here in California, avoiding predators and creditors, eliminating the death tax, avoiding in-laws that sometimes become the outlaws. It's the biggest legal loophole in the tax law, this idea of setting up basically a family bank. And the way I like to explain this opportunity of setting up a dynasty trust, also known as a legacy trust, is think of you dying and putting all your assets in a flatbed truck. And as that flatbed truck goes down the road and hits a few bumps or a few turns, assets would be lost from that flatbed truck to the IRS or to predators or creditors or in-laws. Compare that with your opportunity to protect the assets going down to the children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, by putting those assets in an armored car. And as those assets go down the highway to your children and grandchildren, even if they hit a few bumps or a few turns, it will be protected, be kept in the family. It's basically an opportunity for you to set up a family bank if you want to keep the assets in the family for the next 100 years. That's that's a great analogy, and you know a lot of people. We're in Southern California here, and the divorce rate's very high. A lot of people are worried that what if uh, what if I die and I've left my assets to my son or daughter, and then they're not protected and they get a divorce, and then half of that wealth um, is is lost for some reason or another. Um, so so this is very important planning to think about uh, down the road. Um, keeping those assets in the family. And what are some of the common um, strategies people use long-term to, to create that kind of a situation where they've, they've protected those assets from creditors and predators, Bailey? Well, the most important one is the dynasty trust, the legacy trust. But in addition to that, there's other ideas called the qualified personal residence trust. It's a way to get tax savings on your home and keep it in the family. There's also the irrevocable insurance trust to make sure that your insurance money stays in the family. You can do family limited partnerships, limited liability companies, GRITs, GRATs, and GROUPS. These are all legal loopholes for people who want to reduce or totally eliminate the voluntary death tax of 40%. That's great. So there's a, there are a lot of strategies that exist to help people protect, as Bailey says, from creditors and predators and losing what was a family dynasty um, to, to uh, mistakes that happen well down the road. Now, Bailey, in, in addition, there are also, I've heard of uh, incentive clauses people can put in because a lot of people are concerned, uh, you know, what if I, I leave my money to my kids and they become trust babies and they don't they don't work. So, what are some incentives that you commonly see that uh, that are built into some of these trusts? Sure, we can put in those provisions saying that the children will only receive the income that they report on their own uh, income tax returns. So, if a child's a surfer and not working at all, he will not get any income from the dynasty trust. Whereas, if he's out working hard, making hundred thousand dollars a year then the trust says he's entitled to the same amount of money as he reports on his own individual 
1040. So it rewards those children who work, and it shows the children who don't want don't work. Uh, they're not able to get at the money held in the trust. It will be maintained for the next generation. I love that idea. That's the creative side of planning. Let's get back to the new tax law. How does the new tax law affect those that those people that already have a trust in place? What should they be thinking about and doing? Well, again, uh, depending on the size of the estate, deciding on whether or not they want to keep the AB trust or whether or not they want to go ahead and do a different type of arrangement to make it easier for their family and get it out of the out of the uh, trust. So they should they might be uh, you know bringing those documents in, uh, making sure that what they have is still relevant based on their situation, and, and just basically exactly. doing a review. Now there you know we've talked about many types of trusts. What what are some of your favorite types of trusts and why? Well, for the smaller size estate, the simple A trust. For those who have more than 11 million, the ABC trust, the C trust is the anti-jigolo, anti-flusy provision. And for those people who have larger size estates, the opportunity to set up an arrangement that continues in the family for generation after generation. Bailey, you're, you're always a wealth of knowledge and you explain things so clearly, but I also understand that you have a 55-page pamphlet that will explain some of the things that we're talking about to uh, to our listeners and you know, listeners, all you have to do is email Bailey at bsmith at tldlaw.com. Let me give that to you one more time. bsmith at tldlaw.com. And Bailey, you also offer a free 30-minute review of existing estate plans, um, and in your both your Irvine and Long Beach offices. Uh, and uh, f- people should call, if you're interested in that, again, a free 30-minute review of your existing estate plan, um, and call Irene at 949-756-0684. Give that to you again. Call Irene at 949-756-0684. Bailey, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and I thank you very much for bringing us up to date on the 2018 estate tax planning uh, and, and plans that have come about. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Bill. All right, we're going to take a short break, uh, and we'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. Radio. 